Haribol, Pranamstyo all. Welcome to Sri Chaitanya Sangha lectures. My name is Hari Priyadasi, and I will be your host for Monday talks in October. And uh, today we are going to explore the land of faith together. I will begin by saying a few prayers. Um, you can join them, you are welcome to join them, or if there are some other prayers that are closer to your heart, you are, you are free to say them as well as a blessing for our meeting today. Om Makyana Timirandhasya Kyananjana Salakaya Saksurun Militam Tiena Tasmai Sri Kuravena Maham Vantsakalpatarupyasca kripasindhupya evatsa Vatitanam panavepyo vaisnavepyo namo namaham Vande Sri Krishna Tseitanya Nityanandao Sahodito Kododaye Puspavanto Tsitro Sandau Tamonudo Vande Ham Sri Ramakrishna Apayat Saranastako Sukado Paramanando Sundaro Supalapriyo I have always been interested in the mystery of faith. What is faith? How does it look like? Where does it come from? Why believing seems to be so easy for some people, whereas for some of us, it's more like a constant struggle. So these are a few questions that we are going to explore in October. Today, I will talk uh, about what is faith at the more general level. And then in the following lecture, following talks, uh, we will focus more on the aspects of, uh, of uh, Gaudiya, Gaudiya tradition. So at our second meeting, we will be discussing the growth of faith from Sraddha, tender faith, to Nistha, firm faith, faith that is informed by Shastra. And then on our third meeting, we will um, talk uh, more about uh, Saranagati, surrender, the outer expression of faith. And uh, what happens on our fourth talk, that's still a little bit under construction. I'm thinking that uh, we might summarize some of the main points of the three first talks. And uh, there's also an opportunity that we can concentrate perhaps on some themes that come up during the discussion of these first three talks. So there's little bit room for surprise, but, but anyway, we will have uh, all together four talks in October. Uh, so today I will start by, by citing a Christian church father, St. Augustine who lived around 1600 years ago in the Mediterranean area. He thought and wrote about faith quite a lot. So I thought he might be an interesting reference point for our talk today. I'm using Christianity as a reference, a reference point today from the point of view of, um, of um, interfaith dialogue. 
So basically, I'm not comparing traditions like in the sense who has the best theology or who has uh, most detailed and richest uh, understanding of divine or, or anything like that. I, I think that uh, uh, when we are encountering other traditions in a res respectful way, we can learn from each other. And other traditions can also serve us uh, as a kind of mirror, a mirror that catches light and then illuminates some parts of our own, own tradition in a more beautiful way. And uh, that's actually the, like the main idea or the whole point of interfaith dialogue. Like um, interfaith dialogue, it doesn't uh, um, aim for consensus or compromise. As a result of uh, successful interfaith dialogue, a Muslim becomes a better Muslim, a Christian becomes a better Christ, uh, Christian, and a Vaisnav becomes a better Vaisnav. So that's that's the mood behind behind of of these uh, uh, examples that I'm bringing from Christianity, and also uh, sometimes we might notice that uh, theologians of other traditions they have arrived at similar conclusions than than we have in our tradition, and it might be in inspiring and encouraging to know this that even though they have a different approach, they are coming from very different background, they still might get some kind of conclusions as we do. So, so that's the other other point. So, um, for Saint Augustine, faith has uh, three different aspects. For him, uh, for him uh, faith involves commitment to believe in a God, believe in God, and believe in the God. So basically he's saying that faith include, includes acknowledging God's existence to begin with, and then believing what God is saying to us, and uh, thirdly, forming a personal relationship, personal and meaningful relationship with God. So that's the third aspect of faith. So at the very first level of faith, we are acknowledging that there are more in this world than our eyes can see. There are powers greater than us, uh, powers that we can't measure even with, uh, even with our finest tools and technologies. We are recognizing that we are not the center of the universe, but a small particle of something that reaches way beyond of our, our understanding. So basically we are acknowledging the uh, existence of mystery. And that's something, something that most of the spiritual traditions share this kind of aspect of faith. It doesn't require believing in personal God. Uh, even even though you are open to the possibility of uh, transcendental reality. But then, of course, we as the Gaudias, we are not satisfied with this kind of aspect of faith alone. We want to know more. Uh, we want to know who is this God? Who am I? Who are we? What is our place in this world? And what is the world? What is the meaning of life? What is the point of everything? So with these questions, we come to the second aspect of faith, of faith, believing what God is saying to us. 
faith in revelation, the faith in divine knowledge that has power to transform us from within. So this kind of knowledge, it's coming to us in the form of our scriptures and uh, teachers from above, from God, from the land of faith. And it is revealed to us who are living here in the world of doubt, like, uh, like my Guru Maharaj's Bhaktivedanta Tripurare Swami is often saying. So we have these questions, these burning questions, and uh, we approach our scriptures and teachers with folded hands, eager to read, eager to hear answers to all of our questions, to our deepest questions. We say mantras where we offer obeisances to our teachers, and we demonstrate our obedient attitude by bowing down before, before them. Obedient is interesting word. In today's environment, the echo of the word obedient or obey is not very appealing. Obeying is connected with uh, blind faith, not thinking for yourself, believing what authorities say without questioning and without thinking for yourself. And that's, that's not the attitude we generally appreciate and, uh, and admire. We are proud to be individual thinkers. We are proud to be little rebellions, little bit different than all the others. Even though we are making the same choices as, as everyone else is making, we, we, we still are proud of our individuality. So when we come in contact with spiritual traditions, all this emphasis on obeying, being obedient, offering obeisances, it can feel like a lot. And, um, and it's also interesting that uh, these things, these terms, they are not um, present only in our tradition, but in many others as well. For example, in Christianity, uh, obedience is one of the life-guiding principles, one of, one of the three of, um, I guess we could say, regulative principles for the Christian monastics. But, what, but, but um, what does it actually mean to be obedient and to obey? Some while ago, I was listening to a podcast by Richard Rohr, a Christian monk in Franciscan order. And he was pointing out uh, that uh, the word to obey and to be, to be obedient, they come from Latin root, Latin root. Uh, obedire, which uh, literally means uh, to listen to or to pay attention to. So basically we are asked, uh, we are called to listen carefully, to pay attention to all these things, what God is saying to us through scriptures and through our teachers. But the question rises, are we really listening? Often underneath of our, our enthusiasm, we don't really have room for the divine revelation to enter our life. And now I'm really totally preaching to myself in this, this part, part of the talk. We are so full of information, so full of opinions of our own, religious dogmas, sense of knowing, sense of having it right. We are full of feelings, full of happiness, full of distress. We can 
we can um, we can practice conscious listening with our friends, with our family, with our relatives, with our partner, even with strangers. But um, most of us will find out that it's not at ease, not, it's not easy at all to really listen, to really try to hear what the other person is saying. Are we hearing them or are we hearing just the echo of our own thoughts, our own, own opinions, our own, own evaluations and perceptions? So this is also one of the reasons why we are practicing humility, humility from the very first step of our journey. When I'm offering my obeisances, I, I recognize the limits of my capacity to really listen to the flow of divine love that is revealed to me by, by, by our teachers in their talks, writings, and in their whole being, in the way how they encounter the world and uh, help us to make uh, sense of it by showing, showing the essential. So we practice listening and uh, every now and then some details, they are able to enter. They will challenge our thinking and make us thirsty for more. And little by little, those words are starting to crack the layers of ice that are surrounding our heart. And then finally, in one day, the heart of the teacher is speaking, is speaking directly to the heart of the student. Uh, student and changing it forever. But until we get that far, we have to use our conscious, conscious mind and intelligence and pray. Let me listen to you closely. Let me listen with open heart so that transformative knowledge may enter and change me. And after I fail, please let me try again. Uh, I really like the poem by Irish writer Samuel Beckett. He has written in his short poem like this, um, ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better. So anyway, um, according to St. Augustine, there are, there are three aspects of faith. So now we have acknowledged the existence of mystery, the existence of, uh, of uh, transcendental realm. And we have also found a way of uh, uh, a way to receive life-changing knowledge from, from God, from divine, via scriptures and via our teachers. But still, with, with all that knowledge available, Right there within our reads, uh, reads, we as Gaudias, we are still not satisfied. There's a longing growing inside of us. We want to get to know divine personally. That's an, and, and that's the third aspect of faith, according to St. Augustine. And uh, that's the aspect that all theistic traditions share. We want to have personal and meaningful relationship with God. And as sadhakas, as practitioners of, of um, divine love, in the very core of our whole being, we are hearing a call, call of the flute or call of the horn. 
that is saying to us, come, come to me, let's play, let's hide and seek in the forest, let's have a picnic, let's meet secretly in the moonlight. And we can't resist, we choose the path, not any path, but a path that will teach us to how to love God with all of our being, as a friend, as a parent, as a lover, constantly, not wavering from it. That's our ideal somewhere in the horizon. And faith, faith is building the foundation for loving God. Faith is building the foundation for this intimate, intensive love that is waiting for us somewhere there along the way. Uh, when we look at the descriptions of bhakti, we notice that, that uh, the faith and the growth of faith, they characterize the five first steps of bhakti, like five out of nine steps of bhakti. So faith is not a small thing. Sometimes we are asking each other questions, and these are actually some of my favorite questions that I, I really love. Uh, so we are asking each other, how did you become a devotee? When did you know that this is something that you really want in this life? When did you start believing? And then we tell each other, other stories from our, our own lives. I really love the interviews uh, that Srimati Archana Siddhi Devi is doing on Thursdays about uh, the beauty and messiness of Sadhaka's journey. It's all about these questions. How did you meet the devotees? How did you become a Vaishnava? What have you learned along the way? I, I really recommend those talks to everyone. And um, Quite often, it seems to me that uh, the turning point for our faith, it's not when we meet the devotees for the first time, or at least that's how we kind of experience it. Like, or, or well, I, I guess uh, uh, for some devotees, it is really like that. They, they come in contact with devotees and they know right away, this is something that I really, really want. And then they just, uh, start practicing and uh, keep keep to it always and uh, and um, and like that but uh, but for many of us it's not not like that for example in my own case uh, i had already visited a couple of temples attended programs sunday feasts uh, seminars uh, and um, i felt that there's something that uh, had caught my interest in, in, in Gaudiya tradition, but at the same time I was quite critical towards many things that I was seeing in the devotee community back then. And uh, I wasn't sure whether getting more involved with this tradition would actually be good for my mental health, so I was keeping keeping a little bit back. But then there was this quite ordinary Saturday morning. I had arrived at Munich Temple in south of Germany to stay there for the weekend. And early in the morning, I went to this small, small temple room in order to meditate for a while before Mangala Arati, the morning service. There were two devotees 
sitting there on the floor and repeating Mahamantra with soft, gentle, silent voices. And their faces were beaming. And I also, I sat down in front of the Koranitai deities and suddenly I felt peace. I felt like I had come home. I felt like pieces of puzzle started to fall in their place. I felt ray of hope. Like despite all the mess that was going on in my life back then, then uh, there would be a chance that things could actually get better, better. Some of us uh, have uh, this kind of life-changing experience when we meet our spiritual guide for the first time. Or in other cases, it could be that we have been listening to certain teacher for a long, long time already. But then in one day, suddenly our eyes are opened and we are feeling the connection. Like we feel that we want to see the world through the eyes of this specific person. So most of us, we recognize certain situation or a certain period of time when we became devotees or sadhakas, seekers, practitioners of uh, divine love. But actually our journey started a long, long before that. We have already been serving Vaishnavs before that, long before that, knowingly or unknowingly, in a way or the other, in this life or in our previous lives. In a way or the other, we have caught the attention of Vaishnavs, of friends of the Lord, and their blessing has followed us ever since. The faith itself, it's a present from above. Bhakti comes from Bhakti, like our tradition teaches, and faith being a starting point for a Bhakti or a part of the Bhakti. So it also comes to us from divine source through Vaishnavs through our teachers and well-wishers. It's interesting that they have similar, they have come to a similar conclusion in Christianity as well. It is said in the Bible that um, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, which is the gift of God. So we receive faith um, as a seed of love that comes to us from God. Through, through the Vaishnavs. So in relation to faith, we are receivers and also responsible to take good care of the gift that we have received. For those who are more interested uh, about the non-inherent non, non nature of, um, of divine love, I recommend a wonderful series of articles by Bhakti Pranaya Badmanabha Maharaj. There are 10 articles, if I remember correctly, published uh, at Harmonist website. Uh, today, I, I'm not going into more detail into that uh, particular topic. And, and, uh, and, 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 and also in all of these four talks, um, I, I, I'm looking at faith um, more from the point of view of Sadhaka, the practitioner. practitioner. So I'm mostly interested in theology from the point of view of spiritual practice. Practice, What kind of effects, what kind of consequences 
do certain ideals or certain theological um, teachings have on our practice. So I'm, I'm interested in, in the power of ideals to change us from, from within. And uh, I'm trying to keep that as a kind of a, um, um, well, I'm, I'm trying to keep that as a guiding principle through this, these four, four talks. Uh, from personal point of view, uh, the teaching that uh, faith and love are presence from above, from the other side, from the transcendental realm, realm from God, uh, it strengthens, I find that it strengthens uh, gratitude. It increases humility when I understand how completely dependent I am from God, from Krishna, and from compassion of Vaishnavas. My Guru Maharaj has a beautiful Koranita deities in one of his ashrams. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has one arm up and the other arm down. And uh, Sri Nityananda has both of his arms down, reaching for us. So he's giving the gift of faith, the gift of love, uh, with both of his hands for anyone who is interested and willing to receive it. Srimati Mohini Devi gave recently in September a very, ni very nice talks about the special mercy of Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, you can really hear her inspiration and her love for Nityananda in those, in those talks. So I very much recommend listening to, listening to them as well. Why is believing so easy for some, some people? It's fascinating for me. For some people, it seems to come so easily. They come, they are convinced, they start practicing and they keep practicing ever since. And at the same time, for some of us, uh, it's like a constant struggle with our doubts, with our wavering. wavering. And uh, there are also people who quite sincerely say that uh, they have looked for God even for a long time and haven't found them. Some of, the, some of them might say it with pride, of course, like I have looked for God. And if I can't find them with my best, best effort, there is nothing I can do. So basically in those cases, it's their own pride that is keeping them away or keeping us away way from God. But then for others, it can be really like a heartbreaking experience to call out and feel that no one is answering. We also, we might feel that it takes so long. We are, we are trying and uh, nothing, nothing seems to be happening. But then in the bigger picture, it could be what, what we feel is like an eternity. It could be just like a blink of an eye. And uh, it can also be that if we are really struggling with faith, it is the first time that we are going through those things. There might be others who already have walked the path so before, so they know the landscape, they know the ups and downs, and they more know how to move forward faster. I like hiking, I like exploring nature. 
a lot here in Northern Europe, in Finland, where I'm living. And um, I, I, I have experienced myself, like when we are starting a long hike, like let's say a week or even two week hike. Uh, in the beginning, we are very enthusiastic about it, full of inspiration, full of energy. And then on the second day, it might be a bit difficult to get up in the morning. Some of the muscles are sore, but we are still getting up and, and uh, getting going. And after a couple of more days, we might have blisters in our feet. We might get lost from the trail. And then it starts raining. And at some point, you are really questioning and thinking, why did I ever think it was a good idea to start this, uh, to go for this long hike? But then, little by little, you get used to the ways of the journey. Path becomes your friend. You learn to tolerate different circumstances. And then there comes a day. In one of the, in one of the days, you will set up a fire in the forest. And um, the warm, the flames and warmth of the fire will invite other travelers, other hikers to gather around it. And there's someone who is really exhausted and asking whether it will ever change. Is it always going to be that hard? And then at that point, you notice that, hey, I was like that a while ago, but now I have a little bit more experience. I, I still haven't walked all the way, but I have a little bit experience, so I can say some words of encouragement from, from my own experience. You might, say, you might say that, hey, well, the circumstances, they don't really change. There are ups and downs, heat and cold, but you change. You learn to tolerate the different circumstances. You have the goal steadily in your mind, and at the same time, you are loving the journey itself. So faith, it's, it's not uh, on-off kind of thing. It's a transformative process. And especially in the beginning, there are times when faith is more present in our lives and times when it's perhaps not so present. And it's all part of the process. Anishta Pajana Kriya, we are practicing, but sometimes struggling with it. Trisangi Prabhu was talking really nicely about this subject in her talks on the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita in September. I highly recommend those talks as well. Um, some people have stronger religious or spiritual feelings or even mystical experiences. And they can be encouraging, but um, they can also be addicting if our focus drifts uh, into having those emotional highs. If that happens, then our goal is not anymore growing in the art of loving but uh, we are just interested in having these uh, nice feelings. And of course, there's nothing wrong in, in having uh, strong feelings. Like I mentioned, they can, they can be strength and uh, inspiration on, in our journey. Um, actually, we know from the modern brain research that most of the decisions in life 
at least most of the bigger decisions. And one example that is often used at this point is buying a new car. So that's considered a big decision. So, um, so when we are doing the big decisions in our life, we are usually doing them first on emotional level. We are making decision, decisions kind of intuitively. And then afterwards, we do all kinds of research and uh, collect all the possible intellectual arguments why it is a wise choice. Why is it reasonable to do this kind of choice? And uh, if someone is suggesting to us that we have made an emotional choice, we might even get angry at them because we are rational beings who are making rational choices. Choices, but uh, but but um, uh, results from brain research um, hint to that, uh, or or so that uh, that uh, it's usually the other way around. And when I hear, hear devotees telling about their stories, about how they become devotees, how did they find, find uh, Vaishnavs, uh, um, I get the feeling that uh, it, it goes often in, in, in the same kind of process. There's, uh, like there's something in the process first that touches our heart. But in the beginning, we might not be able to reason it so well. But then we learn little by little about our theology and philosophy. We learn to argue at the rational level as well. But also, we could say that uh, faith is not dependent on our feelings, but it's actually an act of will. will. So we choose to believe. And that was important point for Saint Augustine. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, my dog is here sending his pranams and greetings to you all. Just just a moment, I will guide him in the other room. Oh, sorry once more for that. I have an old dog, uh, about uh, 14 years old, half Irish setter and half golden retriever. And he's a wonderful being. And uh, he was sleeping very quietly on the floor. But now, now he wake up and uh, wanted to send his greetings to you. So, um, so yeah, uh, we were talking about uh, how we can also say that uh, faith is not dependent on our feelings, but it's actually the act of will. And that was really important point for St. Augustine. For him, uh, faith was determined by the will, by the conscious commitment to believe. So even if we don't feel that much, uh, we can still think like, uh, hey, 
I choose to look through the through the through this specific window of opportunity that has been opened to me by my teachers. I choose to follow their teachings teachings because I want to learn to see the world through their eyes and through their heart. I choose to have a certain worldview because it makes sense to me intuitively and intellectually. And we can, all, all, and we can also trust the, that uh, the deep religious feelings come later as we move forward on the path. When our faith is strong, steady and informed by scriptures, by revelation, it will be a firm grounding for love to grow and to blossom. So today we have talked about faith uh, based uh, on the writings of Christian Church Father Saint Augustine. He pointed out that uh, faith has three different dimensions. Believing in the possibility of transcendental reality. Believing in the revelation, believing in what God is saying to us and uh, having a personal, meaningful relationship with divine. Uh, we have talked a little bit about the origin of faith and how we receive faith as a present from above. Um, we have talked, um, we have talked about um, how we receive the seed of love as a present from God through the dearer friends, Vaishnavs, and how we are called to take good care of the present that we have received. And then towards the end of the talk, um, um, we talked about faith as a conscious choice. I choose to look through the specific window of opportunity that has been opened to me by my guides. I think we can stop here for today. And uh, we have um, some time for a discussion. So I would love to hear your thoughts and experiences about faith. If there are any questions that are related in, uh, to this talk and the topics that uh, we have been going through, I'm happy to hear them as well. Or if you would like to share something that um, inspires you and strengthens your faith, I would love to hear more about that. So let's see, I think you can uh, unmute yourself if you would like to comment or say something or you can write in the chat as well i just want to thank you very much it was a really really wonderful class so i really appreciated all the discussion so thank you for that All right, um, looks like uh, 
there are no questions or comments. Uh, how about on the Spanish side? Uh, All right. All right. Okay. So then I guess we can um, start slowly finishing for today. Uh, finishing for today. So thank you very much for your presence. And um, I would like to especially thank you, Kaliuka Pavana. Prabhu for your translation and uh, we can continue our discussion about growth of faith um, then on next Monday the 11th, 11th of October. I hope to see you all there and there are other really beautiful interesting talks coming along uh, in the evening. Um, no, <laughs> I'm always saying evening, evening because it's evening here, but uh, it's morning in the other parts of the world. So in other days of this week, there are beautiful, beautiful classes coming. So I hope to see you there kind of like on the other side of the screen. I... All right, we can take that. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. That's a really beautiful story to uh, uh, to hear that um, um, your family has accepted your path because uh, that's also something where we can see these like different approaches to spirituality like whether we see uh, religion or spiritual spirituality in a very like exclusive way like uh, we are the only ones who have it right <laughs> or if we are able to appreciate different kind of paths and uh, see that uh, all of them have some truth in them and uh, and um, they speak to different people from different perspectives so i'm really happy to hear hear that kind of experience where you are getting support from your family in choosing the spiritual path so thank you for sharing this example All right, now I think we can finish for today and then continue discussion next week. I offer my gratitude and my willingness to learn to listen better at the feet of my spiritual teachers and at the feet of Vaishnavs who are like wish-fulfilling trees, full of kindness and compassion for all living beings. Sri Gaudiya Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Chai Kaura Nityananda Ki Chai, Bhakti Devi Ki Chai, Kaura Bhakta Vrinda Ki Chai, 
Kaura Premanande Hari Bol. Shri Mati Hari Priya Devi Dasi Ki. Jai. Jai.